It's the Dynamo Dynasty Show. Let's make this episode dynamite. What it do, Dynasty dudes? It's your commish back with another episode. Someone asked when the next one was going to drop. Decided to make up some content because we're still in the off season uh, to make sure y'all y'all feel like you're getting something out of this. Uh, again, I want your eighty bucks to go a long way. Um, so I'm just going to come, come out and just do another opinion piece, you know, so some of y'all can hear your names being said again. Maybe that, that pushes up, you know, makes you feel good, uh, makes you feel special. Um, but you know, some people are not going to be brought up and you know, you're just gonna have to live with that. Don't worry when the week by weeks, um, reviews and previews come, you'll all get a chance to hear a little bit about yourself. So with this, I'm going to be talking about, uh, you know, some off-season hype trains and train wrecks. You know, what, what's what's going on in the news? You know, how you can't you got to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, and then I'm going to do a ranking, a top three, and the ultimately the worst, who I believe uh, have, the, have the worst position groups or the, one of the top three position groups out of the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end position. So... You know, kind of looking at the full scope of things. Do you have some young youth in there? Do you have uh, consistency? Do you, you know, how how well are you set up for this dynasty league in those particular groups? Uh, and then finally, we're gonna have a little bit of fun, and, and I'm gonna give you another type of ranking. You know, and and you know, see see what your thoughts are if you wanted to comment or not. Uh, but to start off, as I mentioned, let's look at some of the off season news. Let's look at some of the choo-choo hype trains that are coming out of the offseason. And to much of the glee and joy for Brad to hear, the 2023 rookie class is apparently the greatest rookie class of all time. I mean, that's all we have heard about. We've seen the videos of Bajan, you know, basically, you know, making linebackers look like fools, moving to cornerbacks. You got Jameer Gibbs, who's going insane uh, in the receiving game. The wide receivers, JSN, uh, uh, Quentin Johnston, Addison, and, you know, his pet-loving ways. He's fast off on the off the field and on the field. And then you got uh, uh, Zay Flowers, who's probably getting the most hype out of all of the uh, wide receivers, just looking like, a freak on on the practice field again no pads um so got to take that for account maybe they're a little bit slower um with pads on and then even the tight ends you got so much tight end news you got laporta who's easily becoming the tight end one you have musgrave out of green bay he's gonna become the tight end one you got meyer who the raiders just cut uh um, O.J. Howard, or the shell of O.J. Howard. I don't think he even actually became anything in the NFL after Bama. Um, just, just he's overall hype. But Meyer, you know, basically only has to beat out Austin Hooper at this point. Uh, and then you got Dalton Kincaid, without a doubt, getting the most hype out of all the tight ends. So, you know, uh, you know, Bryce Young is the second coming of of. Drew Brees, you have Anthony Richardson, um, who was already getting first team reps. Uh, basically, uh, the majority of Brad's team is looking amazing, and we all have something to be afraid of uh, because 
every single rookie is just insane right now. Um, now, when it's not a rookie, we've heard nothing but news from like Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley with Jacksonville looks fast, but it's been you know, two years since he's played. But everyone's like he hasn't missed a step. Everyone is you know sleeping on him. I don't I don't know how people can sleep on the the man when everyone just just talks about him every single day and how great he looks. Uh, Calvin Ridley is getting ridiculous off season hype, and it, he could back it up. He's got the pedigree to do so, uh, but. You know, I, I I don't. If there's one player that's gotten the most hype this offseason, it's either him or Bajan. Um, and then another player who is you know rising like the phoenix is a uh, Darren Waller. Apparently, he can't be guarded by anybody on the New York Giants defense. Uh, he had to be even you know someone even said like in a tweet he had to be taken out for what people are thinking as a breather, but I believe it was forced to make Daniel Jones throw to someone else. Um, so, you know, Darren Waller apparently is is looking like a steal, especially in redraft. Again, he's, you know, I think he's 30, 31. I don't know how long he has left on a dynasty team. Uh, but, you know, he, he's getting a lot of hype this offseason. Um, and, and, you know, with the highs of offseason, you have the lows. You know, who who are our offseason hype train wrecks? You know, I I have to note basically a bunch of high-profile running backs. You have Josh Jacobs, who's in the middle of a contract uh, dispute, not attending training camp. You know, I, I don't believe and believe he signed his franchise tag. Um, it's, you know, the best he can do is a one-year deal now. Uh, so I'm not quite sure, you know, what the point of holding out is at this point. You, you, you can't hold out for a long-term contract because you can't sign one. Of course, they can handshake deal one uh, deal with you, but guess what? That doesn't mean jack shit. So sign the franchise tag and come back. I mean, the, it, the deadline's passed, okay? You don't get another contract offer until the end of next year. But, you know, I know Oscar is, is you know, probably sweating a little bit about Josh Jacobs. I, I don't think he holds out. I think Le'Veon Bell will call and be like, dude, don't please don't do it. Like you're gonna ruin your career. Um, you know, Barkley had the big dispute. He came back, signed for like a eleven million dollar deal. That's you know, and he didn't even get like probably the biggest clause in there, which was like, don't franchise tag me again next year. But no, he his agent is an idiot. Like that would have been the one thing I said, all right, I'll come back for basically the franchise tag him out, just put this clause in there. But no, he just folded and to me, an extra nine hundred thousand isn't what you were looking for, but on top of that, you should have just said, "Don't franchise have me next year." Put the clause in there, but you didn't. You got Dalvin Cook, who's still yet to sign. Bunch of hype about him going to the Jets. He, even he said the likelihood of him signing was very high. He has come, gone, still no contract. So, you know, or at least there's an offer, but. No, he hasn't signed anywhere. Fournette still hasn't signed. Zeke hasn't signed. For God bid, Kareem Hunt doesn't seem to have even taken a visit at this point. Like Leonard Fournette has visits not signed. It's it. There's a lot of running back news, um, you know, and just you know, deservedly so. They do need to be paid more, but 
you know, it seems like it's it's controlling this offseason, which it hasn't been news for like the past five years. They've been underpaid like incredibly low for forever. Like the the market's not there for running backs. You know, you gotta blame your sixth and seventh rounders who are doing crap behind awesome offensive lines that are ruining the value of a, a running back. So they have kind of um, controlled the, the bad side of the off season. Uh, the only one, uh, only other thing I'd, I'd bring up about, you know, bad off season news uh, would be, you know, the San Francisco quarterback room. I mean, it is quite annoying, you know, about who, who's going to be the starter. You know, is it going to be Sam Darnold? Is it going to be, Brock Purdy is it going to be Trey Lance? Is it going to be Brandon Allen? You know, it's we all know it's Brock Purdy, okay? And if it's not him, you know, they're going to just probably go back and forth with Sam Darnold or Trey Lance. Like, it's just name a store starter already. Or if they did, like the the all the the beat writers need to just shut up. Like, it's not it, stop trying to make Trey Lance happen. It's not going to happen. You know, we can just all agree that Mike Dickinson had a horrible 13th round pick for a dynasty startup. Like, let's just say what it is. Mike, you messed up. I'm sorry. Stop trying to make Trey Lance happen. It's not going to happen. I made made a very fair offer to get you the true starter in San Francisco. And I'm not going to I'm not going to take your little ball offer. So accept the the fair one. And if you if you don't accept it. That price is just going to keep rising when he, when he ultimately starts week one. All right, end of end of discussion. All right. So before we move on to the positional groups, um, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Hi there, fantasy football Brad from fantasyfootballbrad.com. I'm here with an exclusive offer for the Dynamo Dynasty League. But you'll have to act fast. This is a limited time offer. You can have a piece of history by ordering an autographed print of your individual draft grade by no other than fantasy football Brad himself. The autographed print is great to hang on your refrigerator or keep in your desk at work. When you want to laugh or need motivation to keep trying in fantasy football, just take a look at your autographed draft grade. This offer can be yours for only $19.99, plus shipping and handling. To order, send your credit card number with expiration date and CBV number, along with your date of birth, social security number, and blood type to bradley.burtonair at gmail.com. Again, this is a limited time offer. Best of luck this season. Looking at some of your teams, you'll surely need it. Wow. That sounds like an amazing product. I I can definitely see a lot of buyers out there. And we move on. So, like I said, um, I I'm this is an opinion episode. It's I guess I don't like to hear myself talk. Believe it or not, I I think I have a very bad voice. Um, but you know this is what y'all are asking for. Y'all want content, so I'm just pulling crap out of my ass. And so I decided, hey. Let me look at each positional groups. I'm a guy who likes lists. You know, maybe I'm just a sucker for things like BuzzFeed where they just list everything. Um, 
I'm a, I'm a sucker for lists, and and so I wanted to list the top three positional group, but I wanted to make sure I threw some salt on some people, and I'm going to name the worst positional group. Uh, these are all my opinion. Uh, if you don't like it, like I said, go, you know, call your mom or something, and and have her tell her that you're special. Um, but you know, this is just my opinion. All right. So first, let's look at the most. The, in my opinion, the easiest thing to grade, and that is the quarterback position. And number three, I have Cuz. He has Joe Burrow. You can call it a homer or not. He's still one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, even with the calf strain. Um, he will be fine with the calf strain. He will be fine. He has easily one of the best weapons, uh, weapon room in the entire NFL. Uh, I don't think that's going to change much in the coming years. And on back of that, he does have a proven commodity in Aaron Rodgers, who's a little bit older. Agreed. He wasn't great last year, but he's got weapons um, with Garrett Wilson, with uh, uh, Brees Hall, possibly Dalvin Cook. You know, I think we're going to see a good at least one-year rental with Aaron Rodgers, possibly two. Um, easily one of the best, easiest streaming um position so Aaron Rodgers could definitely help help out there uh, but I have cuz at three mainly because of Joe Burrow next we have Dom at two with Justin Fields and Geno Smith we've heard the hype with Justin Fields even get MVP um, bets placed on him the dude I, that's a that's a little too far for the actual NFL like I don't think the Bears are going to you know, win more than five games or so. Um, you know, they were the number one pick in the draft for a reason. So, but Justin Fields has easily the safest floor. Um, one of the safest floors in fantasy and easily could be a fantasy MVP. That's for sure. Um, and he's got brand new weapon with DJ Moore. Uh, you know, I, I, I like Justin Fields, um, you know, and I, and I like because I, I think he's more risk adverse than not. Uh, but right backing him up is a guy who could easily finish in the top five in quarterbacks, uh, and that's Geno Smith, believe it or not. Uh, it's because of his supporting cast. Easily one of the top in all of football. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, JSN, uh He's got two dynamic, or at least one for sure dynamic running back. The other one's a rookie, but high, high heralded uh, rookie. But Geno Smith was a, I believe, top seven quarterback last year. You know, not bad for a uh, backup for Justin Fields. Um, possibly trade bait for someone uh, I'll name in a little bit. But, you know. Uh, Geno Smith is a pretty good quarterback, uh, backup quarterback for Dom to have behind Justin Fields, who is a running quarterback, and running qu quarterbacks tend to get hit. So, um, and number one, uh, weighed heavily because of whose starter is Dan. It's Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff. Patrick Mahomes has, uh, you know, the crown and will keep the crown for quite some time. He doesn't even need weapons. Yes, he has Travis Kelsey, but you know, um, you know, he hasn't really, he didn't really have any weapons last year and he was, I believe the top quarterback in the league. So Patrick Mahomes is going to really just weigh down this, uh, 
this ranking. But Jared Goff is not something to shy away from. I like Jared Goff. I think that's an ascending offense. I already mentioned multiple rookies that are getting ridiculous hype. And he has a, a wide receiver, Almiron St. Brown, uh, who I believe will be an easily a top 10 wide receiver this year. He's getting a lot of hype with his, uh, his you know, all the videos, him with the machines catching the balls with one hand. Um, but I think Jared Goff is a really good backup. Uh, for Patrick Mahomes, even though he will never be needed except for bye weeks. Um, but with the good comes the bad. So with the worst group, in my opinion, uh, it is Colt. Colt, your t- quarterback one is Tua. Um, he is a meh quarterback with amazing weapons um, who is injured uh, and the quarterback's injury prone, prone. So, you know, I don't, Yes, he had like great numbers, but of course that was before he went down. Like he, he's, I don't know, maybe it's Bama hate or not. I just too, I just don't like. I think he's a very average quarterback at best, and he's ridiculously in, uh, injury prone at this point. Any quarterback can look amazing if you throw a ball, you know, two or three yards uh, to Tyreek Hill and he go and Jalen Waddle and they go for 70 yards. Like, yeah, of course. So, you know, but you know, I think he's one hit away, one solid hit away of, of basically never playing again. Uh, not very good for your, you know, quarterback one. I can understand it as a quarterback one because of his weapons. However, I would have a really damn good backup. However, your backups or are an unproven Jordan Love, who's on a one-year prove-it deal, basically, and uh, Will Levis, who we're not even sure can beat out Malik Willis for the quarterback two on a run-first offense. So I'm not a fan of that trio, but don't worry. As I mentioned, you quarterbacks is one of the easier streaming uh, positions uh, in fantasy football. So... Don't take that raking too hard. And hey, look at this way. It's top 12. It's top 12. So next, let's look at the other position that is a little bit easier to grade. At number three, I have again, Cuz. So I have Cuz here because he has a mixture of of kind of proven commodity or high upside and youth. Uh, So he has George Kittle. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with where George Kittle, who was where he was picked in the draft, and who he was picked over. However, Kittle does have you know the the history of of being a top tier tight end. Um, he is, but he is also injury, very injury prone. But like I said, he's got that upside, and behind him he is Greg Dulcich. He has that youth, who I think will be an upcoming tight end. Uh, especially with the, the the unfortunate news of Tim Patrick going down, which I believe is a career ender after hearing it ACL last year, Achilles this year, 30 years old. Um, and then KJ Hamler going to miss some time with uh, some health, health stuff, but that kind of boosts up Greg Dulcich um, as an option for Russell Wilson in uh, the Sean Payton offense. Um, and then you have Taysom Hill who, you know, could easily be the next Broncos tight end as well. When Sean Payton calls up Mickey Loomis and was like, "I want my, I want my toy, bring, please give them to me." Um, but Taysom can be played 
at any position. He's somewhat of a cheat code sometimes. So, you know, where some people are hoping to get two or three targets a game, you know your Taysom's going to get the ball somehow, some way, each game. Um, it may not produce anything, but his opportunities are there more than your average tight end. Uh, so I think that trio will will do him solid throughout the year um, and years to come. Next, similar to my Mahomes argument, I have Ollie, who is weighed heavily because he has Travis Kelsey, uh, who has been the number one tight end for quite some time, um, or at least in the top two. You can't ignore it. You got to give him credit. And even then, he has a younger option who is still very productive with Evan Ingram, who just signed a three-year deal. Together, I think he's he's set for the next few years. You know, he, Kelsey will not be in the league forever, but I'm going to give him the props where it's due right now. He's still, you know, a huge advantage in the tight end position. And so, Ollie, I'm giving the number two spot in the tight end group. At number one, I have Adam. You have a 26-year-old Hawkinson on a pass-happy offense who I think he's about to get a a long extension uh, with them. I think he's going to be a weapon for for years to come. And then you have basically the darling of of the rookie tight end class, Dalton Kincaid. He is uh, getting so much hype, so, so, so much hype, uh, saying he doesn't even belong to be in uh, the tight end class because he looks so much like a wide receiver catching catching balls one-handed in practice. Uh, so probably going to work out of the slot a lot. So I think he has a good, good duo. One, he already has a proven commodity who I think will easily be top three this year. And then Kincaid, who uh, has the hype of being the next, next Travis Kelsey. Um, so I'm giving Adam the number one in the tight end group uh for worst i'm gonna give it to mike dickinson so your tight end one right now is meyer out of vegas um not great i don't even think meyer's the best you know the uh, top two tight end out of the rookie class i put laporta before him um and meyer you know it's you got Jimmy G as the quarterback. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not a fan as a tight end one there. And then you got D- Dawson Knox, who I just mentioned, Kincaid, who were, who plays on the same damn team. Knox is a TD or bust, and then you have Ertz, who just started on the pup. So I, uh, it's not a great trio. I would not feel com- comfortable. And believe me, I tried so hard uh, to put me as the worst. I did not think, but I, I just couldn't ignore that Meyer, that that trio, I would take my tight ends over over Dickinson's at this point. But I tried really hard to put myself here, um, you know, to give me some, some, uh, you know, humility. But I'm sorry, Dickinson, uh, this, this one goes to you. So, you know, now I want to move to the harder ones I had to go through. Why? Because everyone has so many. And that's the one running back and wide receivers. It's hard to grade that because someone at least has a good, good prospect or not. So it's very, very difficult to judge these, and you got to definitely take these with a grain of salt. Um, so, you know, I want to start off with the wide receiver position, and at number three, we have 
I know I might be a little biased, but uh, it's myself. Uh, I chose myself as the third best wide receiving core, mainly because of my top two picks with Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith. Both are right now with a lot of experts ranked in the top 12, both of them. So to have two young studs who's going to likely play long periods of time for, for quite a long career and being effective that, uh, in those careers, I believe that, you know, is warranted some respect. Um, I also have some a lot of a guy who's really hype, also very young in uh, Jahan Dotson. Uh, you have two rookies that have been getting a lot of love in Quentin Johnston, uh, Marvin Mims. Like I said, he he's going to also get a, a bump because of the injuries in Denver and probably be more effective earlier on. And, you know, guys like Nico Collins still still getting some hype and Jacoby Myers. I mean, he got a big contract for a reason. Uh, I mean, I believe it's a solid group. Um you know, and I believe I deserve a little love and I don't feel like doing it in the mirror and I'm going to just tell, say it on a pod. If you don't like it, you know, start your own pod. All right. Well, at number two, I have Adam and Adam is mainly because of depth. The dude has four guys, in my opinion, that could end up being top 12 guys. Uh, you have Amaran St. Brown, who I've already mentioned, he is a stud, the sun god. Um, he easily has top five upside. McLaurin, you know, if Howell's anything better than what McLaurin's had in the past, I mean, he's in for a big year. He's effective, um, and he's not too, too old. Mike Williams, he's had top 10 years before. Uh, he's big boomer bust, but his booms are really big. You got Brandon Ayuk. I know I gave some some crap about drafting him so early on, but he is effective. Um, you know, I, I probably hate him a little too much because he's on the 49ers, but, you know, Ayuk, he's effective. So you got four guys right now who could be uh, wide receiver ones. Uh, Mooney, if, if, you know, fields take a big step up, he could be big in that offense. Osborne, you know, could beat Addison in a pass-happy offense. Uh, and he's young. He could get on a new team. Uh, Wandell Robinson, you know, he was a high draft pick. Shakir, uh, big, big offense. Tank Dell has got a lot of hype out of Houston. And then Brandon Cooks is getting getting um, good reviews in Dallas's uh, tr- uh, training camp. So, I mean, you know, it sounds like he hasn't lost that much of a step. So, I mean, he just has the depth um, that a lot of us uh wish we had he, he has depth throughout he may not have any top top guys but Amaran say brown has the upside to be one of those guys he it's in the realm of possibilities and number one uh, i'm giving it to the guy who, who owns the number one player in dynasty right now and that's jo- uh, justin jefferson i don't know why i keep doing jordan uh he's just burned in my uh mind in the worst possible way but justin jefferson jj i mean so Ian, I have ranked as number one. He's got J.J., Devontae Adams, who hasn't seemed to have lost a step, even though he's getting older. So he can at least be effective this year. He can play to win now. You got Godwin, who's 27, who's had big years. You know he's you know he's been a top two wide receiver before. Uh, Debo, top three wide receiver before. And then he has some youth as well with Michael Wilson and, and Tillman. Uh, who who are rookies who he could easily put in the taxi to end up being something. And Mechie, 
you know, he was a second round pick. Uh, he had a lot of hype coming into the draft and the cancer sideline. But look, he's already back, man. Beat cancer. He's, he's going to be on the field. Uh, so he has a chance to be the number one Houston. TMJ has a chance to be number one uh, Carolina. Gabe Davis is not bad for a depth piece whatsoever. So I have Ian as a number one spot for wide receivers. Um, not bad, I would say. Um, it, this, Like I said, the, these groups are incredibly hard to judge uh, just because so many people have at least one, like, good star you know and and we all have like six or seven guys uh minimum except for the this one and it's it's it goes as no surprise uh it's the guy who got screwed by auto pick um and can't blame anyone but yourself you're you know you shouldn't have gone to europe i mean come on man uh, dynasty comes first but but ollie i mean your wide receiver one's christian kirk i know i said i liked christian kirk um you know but I mean, you don't want to rely on him as your wide receiver one, you know, and you have a bunch of just secondary guys, Deontay Johnson, Peoples Jones, Shahid, Hardman, Campbell, Gallup, Reed. Um, it doesn't look pretty, but he has assets in a in another position, which we'll talk about shortly. A little, a little uh, preview there uh, that definitely makes up that. But in terms of measuring your wide receiver group, Ali, you are like you're like two tiers below like the eleventh place person, whoever that is. Uh, it's just it's not a good group um, in totality, but you know it's it's all good. Uh, I already said you have a good tight end group, and you're about to find out something else you're really good at. Next, we have the running backs. Uh, you know, running backs they're make you break your teams a lot. Um, they don't get as much value in dynasty because they have a short uh, shelf life. But if you have a good stable of running backs, youth and you know effectiveness, they're gonna you're you're gonna win some championships. So at number three, we have Colt. So he starts off with Eckler, who just went back to back as like the top running back in all in all of fantasy. Aaron Jones, who's top ten, where you got you got the Houston backfield locked down with Pierce and Singletary. Um, and you got Gus Bus and Dobbins ain't doing jack jack shit. He's not even practicing right now. So you know that knee, he it doesn't look pretty. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, he has so he he has the handcuff or one of the handcuffs for Eckler. You know the thing is you have at least three guys, either the one of the Houston guys whoever comes out on top of that, Aaron Jones and Eckler right off the bat you could start every single week. So and Gus Bus can be a flex. And the other Houston player most likely can be a flex. So Cole has a good stable, uh, but he's at the number three spot right now. At number two, we have Dan. I looked at Dan's uh, foursome of uh, Chubb, Pollard, James Conner, and Rashad Penny as a great four foursome. A little injury prone, but my God, they have the probably the best upside of any team um chubb you know I, I expect big things this year pollard you saw what he did with the ball in his hands last year and he's young connor's near the end of his career i believe but he's still being effective and he's going to be overutilized this year um he's got some 
you know, in, uh, subsidiary pieces like Deion Jackson and McIntosh. But, you know, honestly, you're just relying on those foursome and all four can probably be played in your starting lineup every week. So I have Dan at the number two spot and I gave a sneak peek, but Ali, one of the upsides of being auto picked is that you, <laughs> you got a run of, t- of, uh, running backs while everyone else was drafting wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks. You made a run at uh, running back. You have JT, despite the holdout, he's going to go somewhere. Don't worry about that one. Derrick Henry, I have a man crush on Dan ha- uh, Derrick Henry. The dude is not human. I don't expect him to fall off anytime soon. I don't care if he's about to be 30. Um, I mean, even an 80% Derrick Henry is better than half the league um joe mixon he looks like he's gonna stay with a high-powered offense for a while uh and then you got some young guys you have travis etn he's considered the top 10 dynasty back you got bigsby right backing him up and he's getting hype in, in training camp you got herbert who can easily win the chicago starting job you know you got about one two three four five guys that could be in your starting lineup possibly and then you have Leonard Fournette, who ultimately will get signed. He's more of a one-year rental. But, you know, it's it's you definitely have the group to beat in this in this uh, field. Uh, obviously, it hurt you somewhere else. But like I said, a good stable of running backs will bring you a championship. And now with the worst, um, I'm going to just pick the person who currently right now does not even have a running back two to even play in week one. Adam, I'm sorry. I mean, you got Saquon Barkley, who luckily he signed his one-year deal. I've never been huge on Barkley. Yes, he has major upside, but the dude gets injured. Like, he's only had, like, two healthy years in all of his career. Not sure why he wants such a big contract. I've never really gotten the love. You know, I, I understand the upside, but honestly, you know, he, he's getting on a second contract and he doesn't, you know, I, to me, he hasn't done anything super special um, to deserve a, a big contract. Um, I mean, obviously he needs to get paid uh, as most running backs do, but in order to be one of the top running backs paid, I don't agree, but it is what it is. Uh, then you have Dalvin cook who currently is not even with a team right now. Yes. He'll sign. We don't know where, that's to- and then where he signs completely depends on his effectiveness. I mean, what if he goes somewhere that already has an, uh, another star running back and he just splits right down the middle? Not what you were looking for. Changing from a four, uh, three down back from Minnesota to to not that <laughs> in a timeshare. And then you got a bunch of uh, outside of Roshan uh, who maybe could win uh, the Chicago. That's not even a given. You got three running backs who. I mean, you basically got Barkley backed up with Gray and J-Rob. Uh, yay, I guess. I don't know. And then Zach Evans, uh, I don't expect to really do much in in uh, with the Rams. I mean, Adam, I'm sorry. You, you are you, – you got a good wide receiver group, but uh, you, your running backs are going to kill you. And at this point, you don't even have like a, a, a usable running back too at this point. I know that will change, but still – even when that happens, when you have Cook and Barkley, it's a great twosome, but you got no depth whatsoever. And as I already mentioned, Barkley has been injured before, and we know Cook 
also has been injured before and is on his last leg. So, you know, those are my top three and the worst positional group makings of our league. Obviously, things can change. Um, we don't know how rookies are going to pan out. We don't know, you know, where free agents, free agents where they went, how well they're going to play. So, obviously, this all can change in like a couple of weeks. Injuries could happen. But you know what? Y'all wanted some content, so here we go. Um, if you didn't hear your name called, I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not. Not everyone gets a trophy. Uh, but you, you never know. You might just be well-rounded across the entire entire thing. Maybe that's all you need to win, a good balanced attack. Uh, but not everyone's going to hear the name, um, and you're just going to have to live with that. This is, the, this is not the world we live in. Typically, everyone gets a participation trophy now. But in this league, it's not that world. Okay? You got that? You got to fight to win. And second place is just the first loser. All right? Um, but I'm going to end it on a different note. Um, I'm going to also, because I like lists, I'm going to give you my top three fast food sides. I know places will do fast food burgers or fast food restaurants. I'm going to pick sides just to be a little bit different. You let me know how you feel about it or don't. I don't care. Um, at number three, I'm going with the Taco Bell Fiesta Potatoes. Um, they are delicious. A little nacho cheese, a little bit of sour cream. They are, I'm so glad they brought them back for a while. They took them away, which was stupid. Um, I'm glad they're now included in those, uh, those boxes, uh, now. And, you know, th that is my number three. It was very hard to pick out of like all the French fries and that I, I, you know, I, I ended up going with, uh, Fiesta potatoes at number three and number two. I don't care if you can call it biased, but I'm going to pick the Popeye's Biscuit. I will slap my mama for a Popeye's Biscuit, and she would understand. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not condoning slapping mothers, but I'm saying that's how good they are. And my mom would just give it right back because she loves biscuits, those biscuits as well, and she'd probably hit harder. Uh, those who know my mom, I uh, know that's not an insult to me. We know how, you know how teeny is. Um, but... The Popeye's biscuit is so good. I will just go to sometimes go to Popeye's and just order just biscuits just so I can have a bunch for later. Um, just make sure you have water nearby because, you know, you could easily choke on those things. Uh, they're, almost like, they're almost like a saltine cracker with how much sodium is on there um, and how try it gets your mouth. And then number one, again, it could be a homer pick, but I'm going to pick... Cane, Raising Cane's Texas Toast. And you might say it's cheating a little bit, but you got to have the side of the cane sauce. You dip into that. Mmm. Damn, that's good. Um, cane's Texas Toast with the sauce. Number one. Nothing even competes against it. There's a reason why that, that place, you know, it started in Baton Rouge and now you got, play, got it in on the West Coast. You got it in New York. You got it in Vegas, it's so good. You, you got you, everyone who, who shits on canes out in the West Coast. I just I, I want to hurt them because they don't understand what's good. You know, they eat like avocado toast and crap. Like, uh, I'm sorry. 
Raising Cane's Texas Toast and the Chicken Fingers, but Raising Cane's Texas Toast with the cane sauce is so damn good. So I'm ending it on that. You you got any ideas for future content? Please send them. I I'm not you know an idea man. Uh, just send your ideas. Uh, if you want to come on the show, we can schedule something. Uh, or not, I don't care. Um, but those of you wanted a little bit of more content, here you go. And the next time you'll probably will be hearing from me is for week one previews. Um, and Thank you for listening. Uh, As always, good luck, everybody.